crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can set himself on fire? Right. Are you blind? <laughs> and she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna quit! I'm All right, put it. down my resignation! Bro, and you're a better toilet <laughs> fixer than the movie we know. <laughs> I mean, the internet made us this way, right? <laughs> we can't have good senses of humor anymore. There's no point. We have to be dark, just like our real souls are, John. <laughs> we are the dark universe. <laughs> we are the darkest timeline. <laughs> yeah, we're the too dark much side. community. We're almost done with it. I'm on the last. I just got to the last season last today. Season. It's a good season. It's, it's really, weird. It's really melancholy. It's knowing, really weird. Knowing that, like, because they talk, you know, there's like the way they talk about Troy's gone. Like, Pierce is gone. Like, isn't like, and it's like, yeah. it's like, they're Shirley, not whole. Shirley's gone. Yeah, they're not whole. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's, it was, well, it was, I was noticing that there's a lot of, like, for whatever reason in this season, there's a lot of pictures of Dan Harmon in the background. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> they're like, there's like this in the, like, the, kind of like speakeasy bar yeah. they make yeah. there's like a don't like serve him and it's like a weird <laughs> picture of dan Harmon with just a mustache that's funny and then there's one in the back of the dean's office in another episode <laughs> and so it's just weird. like wow what a weird what a random thing to like <laughs> put in the season and they always talk about oh the gas leak of last year during season five talking about season four. Oh yeah how it was all like no one knows what actually happened kind of thing <laughs> just because dan Harmon wasn't there it's good stuff so weird well, this is the Hammer Barrel Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Robert Murray, joined as always by Ron Floyd and John Lee. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about stuff. I make fun intros just without people knowing when it's starting. Um, you can always find us on lots of different podcast services, iTunes, uh, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Um, we're on Google Play now. We're on Stitcher. Just look up Hammer Barrel on any of those and you'll be able to find them. Yeah. Have you guys seen anything this week? Have you guys watched anything this week? Uh, oh, I uh, I was just kind of on like a podcast binge and I stumbled onto Gilbert Gottfried's uh, podcast where he just kind of like, he just like interviews like celebrity celebrities, you know, just like people in the business. And then I, I, I decided to watch his uh, documentary on Hulu. It's super like relaxing to watch and like super interesting because like he is not at all his like stage performances like hmm. he's just super quiet super meek and like he just acts like an well, he is an old man he's like 63 yeah, he's, he's old and like he only now has like a, a 10 year old daughter and 8 year old son and it's like it's like one of those things like this is a really cool guy like I like I want to shake hands with him like his like his public persona of just being like all super vulgar and just super like out there it's like it's super like interesting to watch that contrast yeah it's interesting when you see like especially I feel like it's kind of like a older thing now it's not as common nowadays where you have like because especially with YouTube and stuff like the you know closeness that you feel sometimes with like the stars yeah. and like with Twitter being able to like hear things like you see those like old stars are so separate from the characters that you think they are mm -hmm. like they are not that person at all yeah mm -hmm. and so it's more rare to see people who are like the same that they are in real life kind of thing so it's interesting like how he's just so different yeah it was a, it was a really good uh, pleasant I'd, I'd probably watch it again too just to keep it in the background but it's like it's it's just, it's just interesting because it talks about like his career, like being like kind of sort of vulgar, then going to Disney and everyone questioning why Disney casts him as Iago and Aladdin, and then like his like uh when he brings up the the really vulgar aristocrats joke when he bombed making the nine eleven joke, like oh, a couple yeah, weeks yeah. after nine eleven, and then like even like talking about how uh, when he did those really poorly timed jokes about the Japanese uh, tsunami, and then he got fired from Affleck and just like so like like it's not the documentary is not about those but it's just like interesting how he interpreted those moments when yeah. he was doing them because like it was very much to him he was just nothing is off limits like thing. it was like nothing off was off limits and like all the celebrities that were guest starring were saying like that's who he is he's the guy that's gonna break the ice talk about the he's things gonna that, be the first one yeah, he's gonna be the first one to say it because no one else can yeah like no one else can say it interesting yeah it's a really good cool, really good documentary i really liked it it's an interesting idea of being like the pariah at first and then everyone it basically opens the door for everyone to do it after because there's that person who broke the ice. Yeah. So you're saying it's interesting. 
Yeah, it was a pretty good one. You watched anything recently? Um, I'm actually on the second season of Frankenstein Chronicles. There's two seasons. Oh, there's two seasons. Oh, I, didn't rea- I didn't realize Did it. Scene Bean survive. Uh, he's scene in the bean. second season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, he survived. It's spelled this out. <clears throat> um, <laughs> it's good. Uh, the second season is definitely a, a different type of storytelling than the first season. Is it a British show? Or yeah, it's it? totally a British show. Okay. I wasn't sure if <laughs> it was like British. I wasn't sure if it like I knew it was British, but I wasn't sure if it actually took place. Like, yeah, it was yeah, actually set in BBC. London. Um. Yeah, it's good. I haven't watched much this week. I've been pretty busy working on set. So. Yeah, but yeah, I've been just playing video games mostly and watching Community. What game uh, are you playing right now? Um, the one new thing that I played is uh, I've been playing with one of our, our buddies, Shane, uh, is End Times Vermintide 2. Yeah, I've been stoked to try that. So I've been playing it's that. Really it's good. pretty fun. It's uh, it's definitely like if anyone's ever played like Left 4 Dead, it's basically that, but instead of guns, you have more swords. And you kind of do have guns in that game, but yeah. you know old guns that don't shoot very often um that game has been pretty fun it's it's the best parts of left for dead where it's just like oh you're just like oh there's just like a couple guys in front of us and all of a sudden you're surrounded and you don't know how um the level progression is really stupid and i don't like it Hmm. um it's super punishing at the beginning too like even on the recruit level if you're playing with four people like the first couple levels you're just gonna lose and you gain like a small amount of xp like you're not gonna finish any of the levels at the beginning yeah like you're just getting wrecked so the reason why i love the first one um <laughs> i didn't feel like the first one was as hard as this one though oh good even like, better like, it looks hard like i even like watching you guys like you you and uh, shane play yeah and like i, I even like watch like a bunch like some other stuff and it's like man it's just like this is, doesn't say anyone's getting anywhere mm-hmm. well yeah and it was like that was playing on the lowest difficulty we were getting crushed oh right <laughs> yeah we were playing on recruit which is the lowest difficulty that's at the beginning you couldn't even beat it um so it's interesting in that regard um i don't like you basically level up and you get loot boxes and mm-hmm. you get random stuff and then it's like salvaging stuff and upgrading stuff and i i hate games like that because i never will get anything good like mm-hmm. i have no luck with <laughs> anything in game so like my progression takes twice as long as like any other normal person that's what's just really frustrating for me but it was only uh like 27 dollars or something because i got it through humble bundle which i have like a 10 percent thing for them so it's like for 30 bucks for most people like totally worth it if you have other people to play with i don't think it would be as fun by yourself mm-hmm. um especially because the bots are kind of dumb oh yeah the um, bots are super dumb but it's fun and there's uh shane's been doing twitch stuff um so there's a mode there's a twitch mode in the game where you can have mm-hmm. people in chat voting for like good things or bad things while you're playing the game so there's like a live component to it which is really cool that's super cool um and so yeah, you can like vote on different things and that's been pretty fun i just try to screw over him as much as possible if i'm not playing with him <laughs> uh so that's been pretty cool that's super neat ah weird just thinking of like ai director games being able to become like group director games yeah that's super cool i had never thought about that yeah Yeah, so you can vote to give like certain people upgrades you can vote for like a certain wave of enemy types you can pick which ones you can give you know different things my mind is blown that's so cool you can do with that more in later games and i've been trying to get back into wow so i'm leveling some characters in wow nice yeah that's all i've been doing Hmm. yeah so let's talk about our main topic tonight yeah which it's something that's been on my mind a lot like i've been wanting to try to do a couple different things with it but i thought i would kind of throw it out there to people that i know and so we sent out a survey talking about animated media um because i feel like it's tough to sometimes gauge people's responses to animated media because i know that when you think animation you think mostly like kid shows Mm -hmm. especially on like on tv and movies um but i always feel like there's a lot of different opportunities in animated media that people don't either give a chance or just don't know exist out there so i sent out a survey um with a couple different questions so a lot of them were just like kind of testing the waters with people and to anyone who got the survey from us and is listening i super appreciate um, anyone who filled it out and took the time, um, we had a couple people who really took advantage of it and really wrote a lot and I really appreciate it. Um, so I, I asked a couple things like, do you like animated media on a scale of kind of basically one to four? Most people were in agreement. There was only, uh, one person who, uh, disagreed that they actually liked animated Name media. 
<laughs> there's, there's, there's no names on anything. Although I actually do know who did fill out the first survey. Name them. <laughs> first survey, which was the disagree. Because um, I was kind of paying attention because it was the first one. John's uh, like, let me know. Let me know. Um, and so it it like arranged from, so I asked like, are you a fan of anime movies? If not, what turns you off kind of thing. Um, and so the, the only real like no was... Um, the person wrote that there was a gap in the medium that doesn't allow to connect with the characters and problems, which I thought was interesting because I feel like that's very much. Mm. That's just storytelling though. Isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting because there was like, narrative. yeah, like relating to things like I, I thought was interesting just from their guard. I'd be interested to know what movies they watch. Um, Cause I can see if you're only watching like the adventure times or like the weird kind of shows or only know about those shows, especially like a lot of people wrote as like a response of like shows that they do like, or as Rick and Morty or ones that they've watched recently. Right. And it's like, you can't really relate to that show. It's just funny. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of the same with like family guy and like Simpsons. There's not as much, you know, relating to it as much as it's just like a comedy show, just like any yeah. other thing. So I thought that was interesting. Cause I'd be interested to see what kind of media, but a lot of people liked them. Um, there were some people who, didn't really ever like like the movies, but would watch something like anime more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff because I think that's the big thing that um, is missed often by people who don't like animated media. And it's really tough to get into, too. It's a big gap between I don't really like animated media and getting someone to try something like anime, which is like to the extreme kind of like out there. But also because of that allows for a lot of really cool and different storytelling that I don't think we see a lot and the risks we don't see taken with stuff like Disney. Yeah. Where it's mm-hmm. like you'll get basic stories with like a cute like packaging. Yeah. Whereas like anime can both be a really good story but like a really harsh packaging or like a really like dark mm-hmm. packaging too. Yeah, it's just it's just another form of art so they can just treat their audience as old as they want. No matter um, what. Do you guys have with the exception of like obviously like children's shows have any like animated shows that really just turn you off because they just because of like the storytelling the storytelling well i think that uh and maybe just like the you know like the media itself the media itself doesn't like lend to anything to it i mean it's interesting because i think the the individual who said that they didn't like it because they couldn't connect to characters, I think that actually falls into this dichotomy of animation that I was thinking about when I was reading this survey, which is animation allows for a certain level of immediate, immediate audience buy-in or like suspension of disbelief. Because it's anime, you just sort of accept the world given to you. Yeah. And I think that the, the double side of that is uh, for some people not being able to take the world beyond it being animated, right? You don't emotionally invest in it because it is just sort of like an animation, right? Yeah, it's like made up. So it's interesting that animation like can do things that live action struggles to buy people in with, oh, right? Totally. Like animation could be like, this is our world. This is it. You accept yeah. it. But like live action films, people are like, but isn't, especially isn't if you look at real like, enough. Especially if you look at stuff like, you know, like Avatar Valerian, where it's like, those are the good examples of like things. There's so many movies that have tried to do the same thing that don't pull it off. Right. Something crazy like that. And so that's always interesting. I think that for me, I mean, I've always been a big fan of animation. Um, I, I watch anime, I watch Western animation. I think it comes down to if the storyteller or creator behind the animation sticks to their tone correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a really interesting, there was like this guardian of the moon, like thing on Netflix. And I was bored. So I just clicked it open. And the first like 10 minutes of it, the world building they do, I'm like, Whoa, like there's this giant behemoth stone thing, dragging the sun by a chain mm. and another like tall spindly creature. That's like carrying the moon by silk strands. And like, that's like the main, like, concept and thing but then there's like these weird like childish comedy moments that just feel so out of place of this sort of like mythic world they set up and i was just like your tone is off and that was where i think for me i want the animation to stick to its gun of its tone i think sometimes animation can feel like it has to be one it has to be too many things when i think was it western 
Yeah, that one okay. was Western. Because mm-hmm. it's, I think there's something interesting that like definitely is when you think about like Western animation, there is definitely a this is for kids idea with and this I'm um, not not as much recently, but in the past, and that's mm-hmm. where kind of like I think the idea comes from because like when we were growing up, we had like weird stuff like Street Sharks, you know, <laughs> we had, that, that could be made into a toy and then into a television. Exactly, show. <laughs> yeah. So we had all these like shows that were just based around that. We had like Hey Arnold, which is all about a bunch of kids. A lot of the shows we watched growing up were about kids. Dexter's Lab, uh, you know, Doug, Hey Arnold, Red exactly. Rex, blah, 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 and blah. I think it's interesting as it's evolved because like it's evolved with us, and I think that's something that is very cool and unique to that because like you know there's always been like you know good dark movies but now we're getting good dark cartoons Mm -hmm. um and especially like i think one of the best examples and i think something that everyone should try and it's tough because you have to watch all of it but if you watch the avatar series Uh because you watch avatar last airbender it is definitely more of a kid show at the beginning but evolves into something more mature yeah. near the end. But then once you get to Legend of Korra, it becomes, I don't even consider that a kid show anymore. No, it's no. not. It's it is not. straight up not. It is for adults because the themes they talk about, the like emotions and stuff they go through are so adult and so real that I think it's definitely a show that's worth watching, especially if you're on the edge of that kind of thing. Cause I don't think enough people have watched both the original show and especially Legend of Korra. I know a lot of people have watched the original show, but I know so many people who gave up, and just never watched Legend of Korra, and I think it is a far superior series. Yeah, I, I, I immediately gave up on that. Well, I didn't immediately. G- I gave up on a- Avatar when it first came out on the first season because I thought it was so, like, kitty. what? Kitty. Kind of kitty, sort of weeby. Like it was like it's like oh, is this like an end? Like it was trying to do anime. It was trying to be very anime. I feel like and it, was, and it wasn't until like the end of the first season. I was like, oh okay, this yeah. is like this is different. <laughs> well, I, n- I never grew up with Avatar. I didn't watch it because I was not bought by what I was seeing of it yeah. from an outside point of view. And then all my friends are like, yeah, watch Avatar, and I watched Avatar. I loved it. And then I went and I saw Legend of Korra right afterwards, and I it's my favorite compared. Oh, I, yeah. I just much prefer, but. None of my friends who saw Avatar saw Legend of Korra. Yeah. Oh, how weird. And like it's one so one of my good. friends tried to, but for him he was like, Oh, they the bending was weird in Legend of Korra. I'm like, but you have to get past the like boxing stuff. Which is still cool. Because that's it's what's so it's so cool <laughs> right. with that world what they do from moving from one series to the next, because they don't just do the same thing. Right. They basically like they have an industrial revolution and how does that affect basically magic? Right. Like, and that's what's cool because a lot of shows, I feel like we've talked about this before where a lot of shows don't do that where they'll take, you know, a you don't have a magic system with modern day that's not like Harry Potter. Right. And they have like still separate worlds. They're not really like that integrated into each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. And it's cool because that show, everybody knows that, you know, you have abilities. So it's this very like the people who can bend lightning can, you know, they work in factories and stuff like that. Yeah. And you have like this really cool integration and world building that I think is awesome. It's basically, Legend of Korra is like bender punk. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, it, and it pulls off really well. And like it's it's cool because it just takes such a more mature to the point where they even had to take the show off of Nickelodeon in the middle of the third season. <laughs> Which is just great because like the, like yeah, in the middle of the, th- of the, in the third middle season. of the third season they had to take it off Nickelodeon because they literally like killed a person on screen in like just an awful way. Yeah. And it was like, oh wow. Was like, wow, man, why did I watch this on the Nickelodeon.com site? Like, so you're like, oh my Oh my God, that woman just died. And, and it's one of those things where it's all like really earned and it's really cool. Like the show's awesome. I think a lot of people should do that. But going along kind of that same with like more mature things, because I know a lot of people who grew up this was always something that was so strange to me that everyone had seen this movie, but it was my neighborhood my neighbor Totoro uh-huh. mm-hmm. because it was just such a, I remember it being such a weird movie, but then I was like, have you seen this? People were like, yeah, it was like, how did just that movie? And a lot of people had seen like spirited away and like Mononoke and stuff, but like everyone had seen Totoro for whatever reason. And that's like a cool entry into like the Ghibli films. Um, Cause that's probably, I would feel like the most family friendly of all of the movies. I mean, or like, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kiki's delivery service. Oh, I guess yeah. Kiki's yeah, Kiki's, yeah. But I don't think Kiki like, it's about witchcraft, so yeah, I, I think there's Western like a Western audience. Yeah, there's like a theme, a theme with <laughs> that, which isn't like a big deal. But it's it's I, if Harry Potter upsets people, Kiki's delivery service. Oh, yeah. I remember we had a whole chapel one day. <laughs> the do- the, do- the, the darkest hour. Oh, yeah, Harry Potter. Um, but I, I think it's really interesting with like Ghibli because I remember seeing Princess Mononoke as a kid, mm-hmm. and that like. It was terrifying. Oh, the yeah. scene with the boar god yeah. like crawling up the mountain. Like I just remember that being terrifying. And like, why were we able to watch these things? Like yeah. and it's funny because it's like um 
there was this new movie that came on Netflix this week. Um, it's a World War II uh, movie. Like, it takes place during World mm. War II. And it was funny. Me and John were talking about it because um, they're having, like, a Ghibli fest at Cinemark over the next couple months. And, you know, you've got Spirited Away, Mononoke, stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, I get those. But then they have Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, they very which, specifically said this is, like, Ghibli yeah, kids. Yeah, Ghibli like, kids. And it's like. I feel like there's just such a weird disconnect with that. Like, if you watch Grave of the Fireflies, that is not a kid's movie. You are watching kids die for like an hour and a half. It's a great movie. It is emotionally devastating. (laughs) And it's funny because there's just like, oh, it's just a Ghibli film. It's a kid's film. But it's not. Like, it is definitely not. Because I think it even has a PG-13 rating. I'd hope so. (laughs) Um, That'd be be crazy if it didn't. Um, But it's just interesting thinking about... um, (laughs) <laughs> how that it's just because it was animation it, you know it's taken as um like for kids yeah i think that that's still a misconception that occurs for lots of us I, I especially take that in like older generations still take yeah. animation as like I, I i still sometimes with my folks my parents like why do you watch this i'm like have you tried watching it and like no <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, then you can't ask that question. Your parents say that? That's well, yeah. My, that shocks but, me. <laughs> I mean, like, they'll watch, like, Western animation, but, yeah. like, they still have a disconnect with Eastern animation, for sure. It's all the stigmas that they were surrounded with yeah, when sure. it first came out. Well, I think it's tough because they're, like, there are stigmas around anime, and it definitely 100% deserves all of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's there's too many incredible shows for I feel like people to let that stand. Yeah. Like there's just as much, I would say garbage, like, you know, cinema as there is garbage anime for sure. Like hundred percent. Like there's totally there. And like, for me, like I had only like growing up, I'd watch like Dragon Ball Z and I draw, draw, I watch like Zoids and Pokemon those and Yu-Gi-Oh. Those mm-hmm. are like the anime that I watch, but those are very much, I would say different because they're more serialized anime. They're more like, you know, a continuing on running show. Whereas a lot of anime is short seasons, at least it has been for the past like 10, 20 years yeah. kind of thing. Um, and going back and watching a lot of those, they're incredible. Like, yeah. um, because they just are allowed to do completely different storytelling that I'd never really, I had seen little bits in Miyazaki stuff. I've seen little bits in avatar, like things where it's like more mature stories. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that you can really get invested in. Like for me, like one of my favorite things is just slice of life, which is just, you know, animes where it's just people just live in their daily lives, but they're able to have like really real moments that I don't think we have really at all in our like Western TV, whether it's live action or animated, because anything that I would feel like would be slice of life here is just a comedy show. I mean, I thought I I'm gonna disagree with that because I because when I think of slice of life in in America, I think of Hey Arnold, I think of Doug. Like, yeah, they have comedy, but like for the most part, like they like it's pretty straightforward, like slice of life for the kids and like. I guess I'm thinking of like what people can relate to slice of life if they haven't watched animated <laughs> stuff. I'm saying like normal people, yeah. like we don't have any like really popular <laughs> shows that are still on now. Like you know, you're like talking about like live action slice of life. Yeah, I mean so something Simpsons that people can like relate used to be like that. Um, but it's it's still like based around mainly the comedy. But there's a lot of like slice of life stuff where I have that's that I've watched. It's there's not like comedy to it. Like there's funny moments, but yeah. it's not a comedy show. It's I, like I like I will and say I think like, it's few and I will far say, between. I will say anime like anime slice of life is like definitely treats it way more serious. Like you're we're watching like the day in the life, super 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 day in the life serious stuff. Whereas like yeah, and American cartoons they always have to add a joke at the end of every scene, but like. I don't know. Like that's yeah, that's that's apples and pears. Apples and pears, sir. Apples and pears, sir. Apples and pears, sir. <laughs> um I can't find the rating for Gary of the Fireflies. I found unrated, but that's not right. Um But I just like it's interesting because I asked people like, you know, do you have studios that you will always go see? Um most people said no. Oh really? Well uh, that's not that can't be true. They're liars. The line of well, at least they like, don't I, like I don't like I, mean, I don't think they like think about it. But like, there's not a like when I said, "Will you always go see?" 
Oh, okay. So like, oh, no, no matter no. what, you will see this movie. Yeah. Got so it. I put up Disney Ghibli and DreamWorks as kind of like examples, but mm-hmm. obviously there's other ones. Most people said no. Some people said Ghibli and Pixar. Um, and those are probably, those are the only two that were like picked out, um, which I thought was interesting. Cause for me, like, yeah, Ghibli and Pixar, I would see most DreamWorks movies as long as they're not like, you know, Ferdinand level. <laughs> Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, like DreamWorks will every once in a while have like the like, ugh, it's like obvious that we're just trying to make like, some here's money the pop movies. culture media movie of the summer. Yeah, because like, like I've yeah. seen all the Despicable Me's, I've watched the Minions movie, like they're not great, but I watch them just because like there's generally something good. Like DreamWorks has kind of been more markety recently, yeah. um, but like yeah, the Disney stuff, like I'll see the Disney proper stuff every time, mm-hmm. you know, especially because they've been on a really good streak the past like. Yes, five six years starting with wreck it ralph i'd say yeah, yeah wreck it ralph frozen uh after that was not moana gosh what was it oh well, moana oh they had big hero six big hero six that yeah. was okay uh that one was fine that was you know meh um but i think it's interesting because there's like as i've gotten more into anime there's definitely like studios now i pay attention on those because i've watched enough where i'm like oh um, like you connect the dots and i'm like i wonder who did this oh it's that studio i know that you know like studio bones is one that i know now because yeah. they do my hero academia um so it's just interesting like thinking about that where it's like it's tougher with animation because i don't feel like you have necessarily like figureheads of like directors with right. those um with the exception of like um Phil Lord is a big one. And then who's the Pixar guy? Who did oh, John Lasseter. John Lasseter. He did like most of the early stuff. And, but I don't think any, most people could ever pull that. I in. actually think funny enough. I don't think, uh, say for a few creators of animation shows, a lot of animation shows now, I feel like are drawn to people are drawn to them almost purely by voice talent. Yeah, like the voice talent almost seems to me like they're like, oh, this is they're a bigger sh- than the directors for sure. Bigger than the directors, unless you know you are someone who really enjoys looking out for a director, right? I would say, with the exception of, uh, I just have blank every time we do this. I always blank on everyone's name. What the show? guy who created Adventure Time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I broke John. I've passed it on to you. <laughs> for those listening at home, Pendleton Ward. Pendleton Ward. John's <laughs> eyes just rolled into the back of his head. He did like a bunch of stuff all at once, and so he became pretty well known. I feel like pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but I, I asked another question. I'm I'm actually very surprised at this answer because I gave it. If given the choice of seeing the same story in real life or in animation, which would you choose? What do you think got picked more? I feel I want to say people were going to say live action. I pick animated though. I think that because of the lack of animation and quantity to live action that people will always see will more likely go to see the choices of animation that are released oh, whereas many they're, more they're easier to see there's right like money. like there's four or five animation films in a year not the hundred and plus whatever you know so i think that like people could be tricked to be like i will always see the animated films but mm-hmm. uh i I'm, i would say that people probably in general see more live action so this was just given the choice of seeing the same story. Uh, oh, same story, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more people actually chose animation based on the thing we had. Huh. I was surprised. I did not think that that was going to be... And I think it depends on the story, for sure. I think that I'd be curious how many of those people immediately were thinking of the dichotomy between Disney and its live action versus its animated films. That's fair. Because uh. that immediately, I think, it adds a bias to that question. That's fair. Um, because... You know, if you were like, here's a story. I just told you this random story. We've never heard it before. Would you prefer this animated or live action? I think it would depend on the story. Totally. Because um, certain stories, I feel, could, as we I mentioned earlier, like, if we're setting it in a world that I need to buy into a little bit harder, animation's got a, a easy way to do that. Live action has to fight for that. Yeah. Um, but if it's like, you know a serious melodramatic drama, some people might immediately think live action compared to an animation, right? Which doesn't always mean that's yeah. true. But I think that because Disney's been doing these remakes, everyone still has the like uh, nostalgia of like their kid childhood movies and being like, yeah. those were better than the live action films. It's like maybe, maybe not, you know, like that's, but Rowan, what if they just said, hey, we're going to release Shawshank Redemption animated film. Uh, Sloth is going to be Morgan Freeman. Uh, 
a Tim Robbins is gonna be a rabbit. <laughs> like you know, like if, if, if it's if it's still gonna play it's out the exact same way. The same it's gonna be the exact same way, <laughs> except Tim Robbins is gonna be a rabbit and Morgan Freeman's gonna be like a sloth or something. <laughs> I'd still watch. <laughs> Not with that pitch, I would watch it. <laughs> but if you someone know? like if someone was like, watch this animated film, and I watched it, and then they'd be like, you know what that was? And I'd be like, what? And like Shawshank Redemption, my mind would just go. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it was. I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah, it'd be crazy if at the end you're like, oh my god, this is Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> just like thinking about their story back, like, oh my god. Um, so I just I was surprised that that, that people picked that. Um, I also was asking. I asked a couple questions about like um, top movies and then like movies, favorite movies from your childhood. You still go back to, and Ooh. it was interesting because there was definitely a lot of like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I didn't no. read that response until just now. I'm not gonna read it out loud. Um, there's a lot of like movies that I remember, like American Tale, Land Before Time, um, Iron Giant being yeah. like another one, which that was like a really like one of those great ones that was telling something interesting. Secret of Nim, I remember that being yeah. like, mostly horrifying <laughs> as a child. I love um, that movie, and it's super good. And <laughs> surprise, it's just surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. No one's shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I <would be> shocked. <laughs> And like Brave Little Toaster and stuff like that. And I remember that's I feel like so terrifying. Yeah, right? Like it's it's weird how those like impact us. Cause like I remember just like the scary parts of Secret of Nim, the really sad parts of Iron Giant, like Brave Little Toaster being like terrifying and yeah. sad. And then um what was that? You know, like stuff like Princess Mononoke, like when I was watching those as a child, like it's interesting how those like emotions can really stick with mm. you. Um and I would say some of the movies are tougher to go back to, like Land Before Time. Sure. But sure. some of them I think still hold up like uh obviously Princess Mononoke, but I watched Secret of Nim recently for the first time in forever and like that movie actually is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that they're like missing a bunch of things cuz there's a lot of stuff in the story that like they're trying to like reconcile and not show. Right. Um but I was like, man, this still really holds up as pretty solid like cuz it's you know, you have that weird kid memory where you don't really remember the things when you go back to them you're like, wow. Watching uh you know, hook, it's like 50 minutes before anything yeah. happens kind of thing where you have like, but you imagine it always being in Neverland kind of thing. But, and that's kind of the same with like, um, I feel like Iron Giant. I feel like the beginning of that movie, you're like, when does it get sad again? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it just t- kind of takes yeah, its like, time. It's like one of those things, God bless those 80s and 90s um, animation directors like Brad Bird for Iron Giant, Don Bluth for his soul studio with uh, Seeker and him, and then like Ralph Bakshi. Uh-huh. uh just real, the real I feel like he's the real trailblazer for pushing like darker like more adult films like right. obviously his was like on the like, the whole dark spectrum like right. the, the heavy end of that spectrum fire and ice fire, uh, fire and ice uh, Fritz the cat um he tried to do cool world oh it's cool world was that that imploded on itself yeah not, not his fault but, uh like, wizards wizards um but yeah, like he, like he, him, just really being that one guy that was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make really dark adult, like, really foul stuff yeah. that you, that children are never allowed to watch, and I just think, like, I just think his greatest weakness is he never had the budgets to do the things he wanted to no, do. No, he never did. Like, like, like you try watching Wizards and you're like, it's like I, like I get maybe this is what you were going for, but I feel like you needed more money to do what you wanted. I to would do. love to see one of his films like budgeted. Like as a like Pixar film, just because it would be so oh. cool to see what someone with that could do to, for like dark adult entertainment. Yeah, right. Because like I still like I go back to his like Lord of the Rings, oh, yeah, which yeah. is like it's, it's still so, so awesome. It's still Where solid. Whip. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the other one. It's the uh, one with the like weird, the weird rotoscope, which is really solid. There's a few creative choices in there where you're just like. I guess, <laughs> but like, and then like sometimes where the animation just like, you're like, you just have to like accept that like two frames from what one frame will be in one animation style and a couple frames later, it's going to be in a different animation well, like, style. Well, you just, you just like, you know, he had a crew, but like, you just feel like he just did it all by himself, smoking like three cigars a day. <laughs> like, oh, like just doing like two, two pages at once with each hand. Like, like, ah, this, this, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. Hats off to those guys. The, the the Hobbit and the Return of the King that you just quoted was actually um, pre Studio Ghibli Ghibli. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. They, um, if you look it up, that basically the people who did that film would be the, the people first, that the animation up. that would get bought up to go become Ghibli, and it's for early phases. Interesting. It's like, it, all right. <laughs> it's funny because 
you know, just bringing it back with like the, so the, one of the other things I asked people is like, just like their top favorite animated movies of all time. And it's funny cause there's a very, I think what's cool about it is animation. I feel like doing this, I feel like has a lot of like breadth where like there's a ton of different answers. There's very few like repeats on a bunch of different people's top fives, even with one movie being in different places. Sure. Yeah, They're yeah. so diverse. Um, cause you have, um, a lot of people talking to like, there's a lot, even a lot of anime that's referenced in it too. That's not, you know, what the ones are traditional, like ghost in the shell, full metal alchemist, hmm. um, which those are great. Aladdin, which I love the original Aladdin. Like that was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. And I think that movie is still, great. Oh, that's good. I think <laughs> it's good. still yeah. great. I think it's probably in my top five. Yeah. Of Disney like films? An- or, uh, animated, animated films. films. Oh, interesting. Cause I watched that a ton. Okay. Um, and then you had stuff uh, like Batman, the animated series. I mm-hmm. in Nightmare Before Christmas, any like stop motion, mm-hmm. we didn't even really talk about that. It's just such a smaller like <laughs> section, yeah, unfortunately. That's an, it's super that's cool. It's such an interesting thing to talk about for adult and child entertainment is stop animation, but continue. Yeah. Um, but then you have even like, you know, typical ones like the SpongeBob movie, uh, <laughs> Shrek. Shrek. You know, stuff like that where it's like, yeah, growing up, those are great. Justice League versus Teen Titans. I was kind of surprised to see that one. That's deep cut. But then again, <laughs> you're coming back with like Samurai Champloo, Toy Story, um, stuff like Paprika, yeah. which Paprika is so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even get myself to watch it. It seems so it's so nuts. It's so good. <laughs> it's one of my favorite animated films of all time. You know, you know, it's a movie that I strangely rewatched a lot more than I should have. Watership Down. Yeah, like, buddy. I, I just like I just like turn it on. Like I was just like. I just, today feels like a watership down day. I never like do that for most movies. I'm going, there's time to watch watership down I while I work. I'm like, down. Ah, it's so dark. <laughs> so dark. What a great social commentary film. <laughs> um, but kind of like, just kind of wrapping it up a little bit. Cause there's not know, the only other two questions I asked, uh, was like, what's the last thing we watched, which we kind of talked about a lot of, you know, Rick and Morty stuff like that. Whoever wrote your name is an answer. You rock because the movie's incredible. Um, um, but I, uh, the one other question I kind of want to talk about, and I'm kind of surprised that I got less I of the answers than I thought I was going to. I asked the question, do you think animated media is only for children? No. So it was strongly agree, agree, neither agree or disagree, disagree, and then strongly agree. We got a ton of uh, disagree and a ton of strongly disagree, but there was one strongly agree that it's only for children, which I thought was interesting. I thought mm-hmm. there'd be more of a leaning towards the strongly agree i thought there'd be more agree or neither disagree or agree Mm. um but i was kind of interested in that that they don't think that but there's still kind of a stigma around and i think i tried to send this out to people who weren't just our age Mm. but most of i think the people that responded were around our age and i think there's definitely a bias towards that but there were people who i know were in our age group that don't enjoy animated stuff so Mm -hmm. we got some of those but i just thought it was interesting like it's cool to see it change Mm -hmm. oh yeah is i think the coolest thing because i would say if we did this like 10 years ago it'd be completely different and i think there's been such a like maturity in the medium in our culture recently and why going back and watching a lot of the animes it's like oh yeah they've had that for a while there weren't as many and i feel like now anime is becoming really big over here now too and it's becoming bigger in general just because of stuff like Crunchyroll, funimation being able to stream stuff now mm-hmm. whereas before it was like oh you want to watch this 12 episode season it's 70 dollars. you're like uh yeah. i'll pass <laughs> right i think it's a bit of a tragedy that animation is only now starting to not only now but we're getting to that point now where people are seeing it more than just kid stuff but we've it's coming at a time where film criticism is sort of dying. Like people mm. don't talk about films the way that they used to about why are films shot the way they are, how they feel the way they are. We know usually now people go to Rotten Tomatoes or they go to YouTube and someone's like, I liked it. It was cool. And that's a plus a plus. <laughs> and that's like as far as it goes. But it would be so interesting. What would have happened? Because film criticism had such a. Uh, impact on the film industry and how we told stories in film so it'd be really interesting like what if there was the same sort of like deep discussion of what makes an animated film good on a level that people could watch like or read and what would that do to uplifting to that more adult or 
even though like going to that darker place or even just like how do we tell different stories in this medium that doesn't immediately have to be a like slap our knee well that's that's like um when beauty and the beast was first um nominated for best picture when it was released the original one mm-hmm. and you know and like everyone was like what <laughs> like you right. know it's like and then like after that they're like 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 most people you know probably didn't want it to win because it's an animated film and right. like that's the first time it's been up there and then after that they created the best animated picture uh award which is like that, that which that is just like like so what does that mean are we are we voting on literally animation or are we literally bo- like voting on yeah whatever the best movie like is. whatever the best movie is because that's not that's not the same. That's not the same. It's right. like if if like if that was the case, then like like um, Coraline, you know, Kubo, like you know, like a lot of like the the Leica films should have been like winners because you know they just like really pioneered the modern stop motion film. Right. Well, and I think going along with that, I remember reading an article where they were talking about um, the like because it was the whole because when Boss Baby got nominated over several <laughs> other animated movies that came out this year that were much more popular, and it was purely like a. Uh, cause they get nominated based on like feedback, you know, from right. people who are in the Academy. And there was a lot of like feedback of like, Oh, I don't go to animated movies. Those are only for kids. Like people in the Academy right. saying that. And like, that's how like they got, like, it's like, that's so disappointing right. that the people who are, cause I think one of the things like, obviously, yeah, the Academy Awards are a popularity contest for most of those things. Um, whether it's, you know, something, you know, like, the Academy loves movies about movies and those like generally get a ton of nominations regardless if they're good or not. But you know, you generally they're good, mm-hmm. not if they're the best, but like with animated stuff, um, gosh, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That, like where you just kind of like focus on that stigma of it. Oh, just, I remember what it was. It uh, was going along with the like Academy Awards are a opportunity to make light of great movies that came out that maybe people didn't think of. And I think that's what's great about it sometimes. Stuff, especially stuff like, I guarantee more people saw Shape of Water because of how many nominations it got. Right. I guarantee more people went and saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Like, stuff like that. Um, same, like, we went and saw Lady Bird because of all the hype about it. You know, stuff yeah. like that, where it's an opportunity to shed light on great stuff. So when you do it with something stupid like Boss Baby, like, and you had other movies that, especially Deserved. if you just did, you know, like, Silent Voice or Your Name, where it's movies that are doing something different, like, you're just missing an opportunity to show people the best of what's out there. And you're making a joke of it mm-hmm. when yeah. you nominate stuff like that. Sure, the animation in Boss Baby is fine. Like, yeah. it looks just as good as some of the other ones. But, like, when you compare it to something like Coco, they should never even be in the same room together. Right. Yeah. Because the animation in Coco is incredible. But when you take something like A Silent Voice, which is literally talking about, like, bullying and growing up and, like, you know... Um, just uh, like ignoring people and separating them, making fun of them, that kind of stuff. And you just ignore that and put something like boss baby up. It's just, it sucks <laughs> for a medium that people already don't take seriously. Right. Yeah, no, it's incredibly frustrating. Like <laughs> it's just, and that just gets back to again, like it would, would have been so cool if we had had the chance to have that, like rise of criticism that was more than just like, yeah, buddies, cool. Yeah, boys, thumbs up. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing either. I don't know what you're doing at all. I, I went with a character. It wasn't the right character. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you know, it's just... <laughs> no, he's still doing the character, but... Thumbs up, guy. <laughs> I'm thinking of a YouTube character right now, and I don't know who I'm thinking hey, of. Hey, beautiful bastard. Oh, yeah, it's that thumbs up guy. I know. Uh, oh, you know yeah, thumbs, up, thumbs up guy. Yeah. yeah. One of those famous YouTubers. Well, my thought's gone now. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for people out there who, whoever listens, who's on the fence about animated stuff, a couple things to, like, ask people you know who watch animated stuff what they like. Because I think that's a good opportunity. Stuff that's easily digestible, stuff like Steven Universe, Adventure Time, I think are doing a lot of really cool things with like storytelling, especially Steven Universe. They're taking yeah. on a lot of more mature themes, especially mm-hmm. with their recent stuff. And they're super digestible because they're like 10-minute episodes, stuff like that. I think that's what's cool about animated media is a lot of times it's shorter. So it's a little bit easier to digest than like a 40-minute melodrama show. Yeah. Um but ask people, you know, if you're interested in, I think there's a lot of opportunities that people are missing and a lot of great stories that people are missing out on that 
is something super unique to animated media. That I think you should give it a chance. You guys have any final words? Um, yeah, I think that we are sort of in this renaissance to animated Western shows right now. I think that there's a lot of interesting new stuff happening yep. in Western animation, and I would like to see it go further than where it's at. It still sort of hits the, like, we have to market it to kids, but yeah. we know that most of our audience is actually not kids yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's just such an, like, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it matures, especially how much it has matured with our generation. Yeah. And I'll be curious, like, what happens when, you know, we're in our 30s or 40s? Like, what's animation going to look like then? Um, That said, if anyone's listening at home, uh, I would love to hear what you listen to or watch for animation, Um, especially if there's something new or different that's out there that maybe I'm not aware of. I don't always keep up to date. So I'd love to hear, like, what does our audience watch? And I want to give it a try. Mine's sort of the opposite of what you said. Uh I would love to hear recommendations for current uh, new shows uh, to watch, but I like, you know, like we're bringing up like Adventure Time, Steam Universe, but like Adventure Time's ending. Mm-hmm. That's ending yeah. this year. It's already old, like for what it is. Uh, Steam Universe, like it's hard to keep up when the scheduling the they, the is, is, so, uh, is so odd. And like I'm seeing less interesting animated shows, um, mainly because when Adventure Time came out, you know, like that just really brought out the bombastic, strange world. Take it for what it is, and love it. Uh, but now we're seeing a lot more tongue Teen in Titans cheek. Go. Teen Titans go like adult, like like just like. It'll jokes. be interesting to see what happens when Young really? Justice comes back. I feel like Teen Titans go and all that stuff felt like all of the late '90s, early 2000s to me. Like I feel like it reminds like, me a lot of like Dexter's Lab. Yeah, it, it feels to me like, and it's not good. Like I stopped <laughs> watching animation for a long time yeah. because it was nothing interesting for me now. But like with things like, uh, yeah, Adventure Time's a little bit older now. Steven Universe, um, Gravity Falls. Yeah, but that's over. Right. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that's not over that's that long yeah, ago. Not, we, like that. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but, but like it's like like it's one of those things for me. Like when I think. Sorry of, that we don't have a new show for <laughs> you like, every month, you, John. Yeah, right? Dex, Dex, there's there's two. John Dex, refuses to watch the current. There's anime two too. Dexter's Lab. One with Gennady Tartakovsky doing two seasons that are really solid, and then one that like continued five years later with a different animation style that was all just like weird jokes and it wasn't like and like. But that's like, years ago. Yeah, we're talking about right now. Yeah, right now, like that's like that's, <laughs> I, I'm just seeing more uh, shows. That are just like here. It's like yeah, it's animated, and we're just gonna do jokes. Just insert witty joke here. Make this person as like. I fun think that's as just the stuff that's on like syndication stuff. Not syndication is not the right word. The like network stuff, like Cartoon Network, because they try that thing. But they're well, bringing you- stuff back, like Young Justice. You've got stuff on Netflix, like. Um, Voltron stuff that yeah is. Like, 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 yeah, the- yeah. But like like yeah yeah like I'm like I'm I'm only speaking for like Western animation like like on like but it's one of those things I like I'm just not seeing a lot like if people can recommend uh really hot stuff right now to me I'd appreciate it but like I'm just in my mind like I'm like I'm waiting for like Adult Swim to do more like like crazy animation again with like Venture Brothers uh or just like taking chances I mean, on home movies going. again and you know but like you know just but like it's like I mean Rick and Morty's been their most recent yeah, Rick thing and Morty like Rick and Morty but like it's for whatever reason though they're not really doesn't seem like they're supporting as much though to get more content out fast enough is what it seems like yeah based on Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland like it seems like they want to but I'm just I also just want to see better kid oriented stuff like because like yeah Rick and Morty is great like like uh Bojack Horseman that's great uh there's a lot of great adults or like technically but shows I think, but, I think for but I think that's what the the market's moving towards though and they've seen that that is especially with stuff like Legend of Korra Samurai Jack going from a kids show to then Adult Swim for it to be an adult show well uh, <laughs> that can be argued whether or not it was always an adult show but like they but they literally made concessions to make it be able to be shown to kids no no yeah and I know that but like I think you're seeing more stuff going up with us where you're I don't I don't know that there's going to be like a weird gap I feel like for it's either made for our age or like kids like young kids I, I like for me like I want to see more stuff for, like for kids I want to see more stuff like Hey Arnold and like Adventure Time there's like stuff that, like it's completely graspable for them without having to like try to be for adults mm. 
Like that because that's because that's it's one of those things like that's why I enjoyed animation. That's why I originally yeah. started to I do animation because I because I just wanted like for kids like I wanted it to be attainable for them. I, just I don't care about the kids. I only no, care about have, me. You have to focus on the kids. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that way anymore. That's a shame because I think it's I think it's that post like internet age. I don't think that that style is going to really exist anymore. And that's like and that's like if that like it's I just like, gonna be interesting. I just I'm thinking about it. Like I don't know. Have you it's tried all about out, like troll hunters? See, and like I haven't seen that, and it's like great. I like I see. I need I need more recommendations. Good, yeah, so try, try out Troll Hunters. I also think that like, you know, I also think of like, uh, uh, Bravest Warriors. That's a total, uh, like that's a totally a kid show. Uh, like, as, it conti- that- as it continues later on Verve and like and yeah like, I, I think it's I, I think know. it's weird because it's it's I, I agree with you that's still aimed towards kids but I think it's definitely like they didn't make it attainable for kids as it went on sure. just because it's on yeah, weird yeah, platforms yeah. more but yeah I think it's still geared towards that they just haven't done a good job of maintaining that it, like their audience yeah. Um, but yeah that's going to be it for this week as always guys um, we would really really appreciate it if you would go to the different services give us likes um, comments, subscribes to it, helps us out a ton. Um, I think in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a big push for ratings on iTunes. So if you get a rating in there, we'll probably be giving away some stuff soon. I have a plan for that. So uh, <laughs> even past ratings will count towards that. So if we can get ratings. Give barrels. On give, Jesus. I have a scheme. <laughs> I have a scheme. It's a, it's a five point plan. The step, step five is profit. So we'll get it there. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you could just go there, listen to us, tell your friends about us if you enjoy it. Um, and we will be back next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See See you then. (laughs)